0: Four, three. Wait a minute! My stomach started oh, making a like. No, I got so into it. I know, but right when you hit two, I hit a two. My two awoke. <laughs> And welcome to the new listeners. Welcome to uh, L.A. Meekly, yeah, the Uh, the, uh, the uh, history podcast. Comedy, history. uh, you got history in my comedy. (laughs) So this is, we're introducing a field trip episode right now with Tommy Gelinas from the Valley Relics Museum. We've been wanting to do this for so long. Mm, Five years? Five Five years, maybe, yeah.
1: I don't know if they reached out to us or if he, he, or if we reached out to him early on, but I know that we've had some like loose communication. We've had
0: brushes with him where he's kind of like, on on Instagram or something, kind of said a thing or two. Yeah. And we said, hey, watch your tone, buddy. Tommy Two-Tone. No, thank you. Were you adding with that attitude, huh? And we were connected to him through Maria from the San Fernando Valley Historical mm-hmm. Society. So yeah, anyway, this is something we've been wanting to do for a long time. We yeah. never got to go to the original location because the our timing just never worked out. Yeah. But going to get a preview of this new event space... Museum, museum, rific. Yeah. Does that work?
1: He's very active on social media. which you you learn from the interview? I mean, I've been a big fan of his feeds and stuff like that because it has. You know, I bought the Pioneer Chicken shirt because yeah. it,
0: which, which I didn't. We'll get into. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that that was his shirt because you were wearing it when we oh, went to right. the museum and I didn't know that that was his thing. You called I was, me inbred hick yeah. in kind front of everybody. <laughs> what is that? Your uncle on your shirt? Get out of here! And then you lose? <laughs> early bird gets the worm. You're no bird. And I, and they, he kept like pointing it out and complimenting yeah. you, and I was like, well, people really like this shirt. People. Not him who I, made the shirt I think I even tried to point out well I have a bear on my shirt <laughs> talk to bear talk to the bear because the chicken's just a chicken he's made
1: himself really well known and I've been really excited to go see it knowing that we're going to go for the field trip and nothing prepared me as much as I was so excited when we walked in there the, the electric just yeah. the glow from the neon signs yeah. and everything and the hum of, of, of neon, neon. <laughs> and then seeing you get excited I like I went into. yeah
0: well because it is a valley museum yeah. and I saw literally I saw I saw the sign <laughs> and it was a nacho Side it was the sign from nachos which is was my favorite mexican restaurant that closed a few years where ago where was it at uh, it was on devonshire and balboa mm-hmm. around there and then a the chipotle came in and it slowly drove up the prices and then drove them out of business yeah. but they had not long after they closed this i saw oh tommy's getting the sign yeah. that's good so that's a good sign it's very <laughs> it's a very good sign he also got i believe he got
1: tail of the pup which we covered in an episode before did he i believe he well, because he
0: was saying that he's already outgrowing that new space. The new so space. I'm sure yeah. he has stuff. Which that is he the can't hangar where the they shot the end of
1: Casablanca. <laughs>
0: yeah, may, allegedly. Yeah, it's not the hangar, but it's the it's same this place area. Yeah. yeah,
1: I remember hearing about it and, ge- and being very happy that he got it. And like that's how I feel for anything that's closing down. I hope that he gets a piece of it. Yeah, it's uh, in good hands with him.
0: It is in good hands because, like we kind of get to in in the episode, he's crowned himself the keeper of the valley. Yeah, he is in charge of the history of the valley, and he. he he- He also knows everything about the Valley, offhand.
1: I don't want to say single-handedly, but if his purpose is making the Valley cool, he's doing a good job of it. Between him and Paul Thomas Anderson, making the Valley very cool.
0: Who I'm sure he knows. He said he knew Quentin Tarantino,
1: so he must know Paul Thomas Anderson. It's only natural. Even that's close enough for me to get excited. I know somebody who knows those people. I'm hip.
0: I party. That must make me Samuel L. (laughs) Jackson, and I'm one bad mommy farter. (laughs) So the grand opening of the Valley Relics Museum is November 17th from 10 o'clock to 3 p.m., that's it's this what's Saturday Saturday yeah it's coming as you hear this from our lips to your ears it's at seven nine zero zero Balboa Boulevard hangar C three and four the entrance is on stag yeah so it's just off Balboa Boulevard and it's there's sort of a parking area I'm not
1: sure how uh, that's going to work with security gates on opening day but it's probably going to be like it's probably going to be worked out by that yeah
0: well because the way we left I think is where people are going to be going in and that's sort of a closed off area from the rest of the airport because yeah going here was like are we supposed to just be. Should we be pressing, yeah. yeah, should we be walking up to the gate of a city airport? Should I be on his keypad pressing
1: bags? every button I've seen, <laughs> trying to figure out if someone's gonna come get? We got to put on a lot of lists for this. <laughs> and
0: yeah, and that was another thing when we were there. He's like, "Oh, the mayor of Calabasas is here." It's
1: so nonchalantly,
0: it was a real who's who of people that Do were you, there.
1: I don't know if we talked about in the episode, but I went to the restroom and I came back yeah. and there was somebody there. Yeah,
0: you went to the bathroom because one of the things they have is the sign from the Family Fun Arcade, which is an arcade I used to go to a lot. And yeah. you went to the bathroom. And you, but before that happened, you're like,
1: Family Fun Arcade. And you were like, ah,
0: and you were like telling
1: me memories about where it was. And, and so I go to the bathroom.
0: You go to the bathroom. And while you were in the bathroom, Tommy's like, he says to this older guys, he's like, hey, come over here. And then he's like, sit down. And he says, Daniel, this is the guy who ran the Family Fun Arcade <laughs> for 40 years. And I wasn't there for that. Yeah. And when you came back, we were taking a picture. You're,
1: and yeah, I left to the bathroom and came back. And you were in a different seat. And everyone was on one side of the table. And I was like, what happened? And you were just like, <laughs>
0: Greg stay in the bathroom this is my moment
1: (laughs) let's see who else come out when you're in the bathroom Uh,
0: Charlton Heston's ghost but yeah it's just uh, I think for everybody like the people just stopping by wanting to see these memories yeah. of this place. It's it's a good place and I highly recommend yes, going yes. there. That's the grand opening again November 17th 10 to 3 7900 Balboa Boulevard. Balboa, 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 Balboa Boulevard. Hangar Dreams. Yeah. Hangar Hangar. Hangar. Hangar the horrible <laughs> C3 and 4. Let me say that again just to be clear. Yeah. 7900 Balboa Boulevard. I still can't say it. Hangar C3 and 4 entrance on Stag November 17th 10 to 3 and then it'll be open he says the hours for regular hours. Yeah, you to that follow valley relics on instagram valley relics museum valley relics.org you can go to their website twitter at valley relics he's on facebook he posts like he says he's got crazy relics and resources of the <laughs> yeah. valley that are good to see
1: yeah please look into it visit it if you can go on opening day it'd be really appreciated it's gonna be a good time hopefully you'll see us there if i get the day off
0: hey if you get the day off <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'll pay your salary for the day. <laughs> Boy, yo! I
0: just watched a Bronx tale. It shows. <laughs> I just, I've got a big stogie sticking out of my shiny jacket pocket. Open my car door for me. It's a sign of a good woman. <laughs> Do we want to say anything right now? We about, could. About? From recording this two days? No. We're recording this on the, on the Friday after the shooting in Thousand Oaks happened.
1: We're talking on the day of the fires, the day after the mass shooting.
0: Yeah. Um, Another one. I know it's well uh, because this one like we had the San Bernardino one Uh not that long ago which was scary but this is so close to home yeah it's like Thousand Oaks is almost like it is our neighbor Uh and it's almost I know it's it's not LA Meekly territory but it is our neighbor and we you know
1: yeah I mean like I feel like I, I don't like being the ones of like oh well now that it affects me I care I've like it, it's a definitely a problem but it's just it's frightening when it gets close to you and I'm sure like everybody it's getting closer and closer to you but like now I know more and more people who know. Are, like that's where I used to go and I yeah. could have been there that night and like
0: and, and it, I mean it's not like Thousand Oaks is really a different culture than LA culture yeah, no. so it's like these are probably, you know, we know people yeah. who live uh-huh. very close to there or a little past there that yeah. could easily have been there, and it's
1: it's horrible. Yeah, and that was another, that's another really scary one where, I mean, obviously, none of these are any warning at all.
0: That's their thing.
1: That's, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you were telling me that there, he was posting on social media as it was happening, and yeah. that, I think that put an extra little thing in my brain, of like, that, that's something
0: Well, I, I mean, you were saying, because <laughs> when we were talking about it before, you were worried about your brother yeah. being somewhere where that happened, I said, what about you but like it that that, that's matter. the thing yeah. you're, you you have no control over this at all even beyond it happening to you which is i guess a degree of control because mm-hmm. you're in the situation but it could be someone you love or someone yeah. you know that's just in that situation you can do nothing about it yeah and, and it, it's horrible it's very and not, it's getting closer and closer again yeah. not to make it about well, us, yeah, but yeah. it's getting closer and closer to home. It's only scare horribly. It's only a matter of time until Before. it's at home.
1: And that's the thing too. It's not centralized. My brothers are in Vegas right now with my cousins, and I'm like, well, there was a shooting there too, and what if there's another one?
0: I think and, like, one there's of, no. I think one of the people who got yeah, killed couple. survived the the Las Vegas thing. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. There's,
1: there's, it's unstoppable.
0: And and uh, I don't know. Targets, no one's doing anything. Targets. targets. No. Uh No one's doing anything about it. And I and I we we have no idea. Yeah. We, have, we we shouldn't even be talking about this. We It's very not our territory. It's not our territory, but, it, but it's bothering us and yeah. you, sometimes you just have to say something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> We didn't mean to bring it down like that, but it's it just happened and it's on our minds and we wanted to say something yes. about it.
1: Thank you for giving us a couple minutes to do that. Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now let's plug us. <laughs> no easy transition there. So, like we said, Tommy has a lot of uh, followers for his museum. Yeah. So, a lot of new people might be listening to us for the first time. Hi. Hello. Sorry we started this out with a joke about my stomach hurting. <laughs> but, you know, our episodes normally aren't like this. These are our field trip episodes yeah. where we interview people at different places in the city. We'll give you a rundown down of what our episodes are normally like because they could be off-putting at, at at times.
1: Sometimes people don't know what they're listening to, and then when they figure <laughs> it, it out, they, they don't like it. Did you get at all? comedy in my history,
0: <laughs> Bronxdale? I'm doing a, a oh Bronx god. point at oh you. Oh my god, uh, I'm gonna whack you. Uh, You're so, not made. I can whack you. <laughs> here's how it works: We'll pick a topic mm-hmm. every month, and then a topic from LA history and, and very general, gen- we'll very pick general. A general
1: one, and then we split it up as specific as we want to split. Different it. stories. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: And the way the episodes themselves work, they start out with a cold open comedy intro which have nothing to do with the rest of the episode barely so you might find it funny you might not stick with it there're only a few minutes we're just compelled to do this yeah. once you get past that
1: and uh, know that one of us is like hey we could not do this anymore and
0: the other one's like no we have to keep doing it and like well, I don't you think people you decide which one yeah try to figure it out one of us is also wrong <laughs> figure out which one
1: notoriously wrong about everything
0: <laughs> so once you get past that then we then we start the show talking about something in the city we've done over the past month we then move on to answering a listener question mm-hmm. about us or the city or anything. And then we go on to the actual stories. Yeah. And if you want to skip straight to that, we have them time stamped on the description yeah, of the on, episode. So that yeah, that's yeah. how the show works. Just so you know, if you want to stick with us. We hope that you like to hang around. Of the 10
1: of you, I hope to keep listening.
0: <laughs> know. Hey, those are good odds.
1: Yeah, I know. That's too fancy.
0: <laughs> Again, how you can listen to us. We're on iTunes. Mm-hmm. You, find us on you can subscribe to us. You can leave us reviews on iTunes. Five we stars. Really we like it Really it. It helps us uh, get noticed by more people hopefully you know this will be the valley spark that's starts the... Uh, you almost have it. Don't say Valley Fire. There's Fire is there's, already there's creeping into the valley. Yeah. We got plenty of those. Subscribe to us because you'll get these surprise episodes like this without having to check your feed and all that. Right. right. We
1: are on YouTube. Thanks to Daniel uploading all our episodes. You can yeah. listen to us on YouTube. It's much easier that way if it you is don't easier. like iTunes yeah. like
0: yeah. me. <laughs> if you don't like your things pr- always downloading incorrectly, you can go to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we have all of our episodes and we have footage from our live shows also yeah. on there. Follow us on Twitter at LA Meekly. Instagram Instagram,
1: Ali underscore Meekly. We post
0: pictures around the city every day. A Facebook us, it's just searching for Ali Meekly. Meekly. We're there, we have a
1: fan page or a group page, something, uh, we have something great. It's, people, it's, and, you know, and you
0: know what about that? People love it. If there's one thing we know, 197 people <laughs> love it. We're on Patreon if you f- want to support us financially. We have different levels. Uh, right now we have a $5 level where we send out postcards to you every month. Handwritten postcards, handwritten by, postcards. by me and him. Post- Postal cards. Post cards. We are keeping the postage system alive just from our Patreon, all seven of them.
1: And when I say postcards, I mean it's post the date that we promised to send it to you. It's post that date.
0: It's post what you ever wanted. <laughs> and then we're working on having some better merchandise to have uh, yeah. higher levels in that. You, we could do bonus episodes for you, stuff like that. Anyway, look on Patreon and support us there. And way.
1: Tumblr is our main page, lameekly.tumblr.com. It's, we have pictures, it's, it's, it's got an episode archive. archive of yeah, everything we've ever done. And uh, you can email us at la. Meekly at gmail.com. Yeah.
0: If you want to be, if you have common suggestions or if you want to be a subject of a field trip episode or know someone who should be, email yeah. us. Anything else? I can do Anything, a lot of push-ups. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Anything else? Bronx Tale. I'm going <laughs> to whack you I Anything seltzer? <laughs> you know, that's enough of us. <laughs> Time to get to us. Yeah. Enjoy our field trip museum to the Valley, the field trip, field trip to the Valley the Relics museum. museum.
1: Got it. You know what people like about us is that we say stuff in the same sandwich. down. <laughs> mm mm-hmm.
0: I'll Go start ahead. with the first. These are 12 questions. Get ready. <laughs> so who are you and how long have you lived in LA? Start. Yeah, with my the name basics. is
2: uh, Tommy Gelinas. I'm the curator and founder of the Valley Relics Museum, born and raised here. You're from the Valley. Yeah. What part? Y- y- well, I always like to describe it as I was conceived in Studio City <laughs> and popped out in Burbank. It's a good drive, yeah. right? Nine, that's a nine-month drive, right there. Right. The same night. And so people go, "Oh, you're from Burbank," and I'm like, "No, I was conceived in Studio City. I was popped out in Burbank. I was there for approximately 48 hours, and I've never, b- never been back. Never been back. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a Valley. I'm a Valley guy, and um, and that's not the reason why I started the Valley Relics Museum. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the Valley? Um, you know. That's really a hard question. Um, you know, f- first off, the valley has taken a lot of hits mm-hmm. verbally. Yes. You know, I have probably have hung out, rode my bicycle, had a friend, a girlfriend, a best friend, shopped or some type of going-ons in the valley that, you know, each part of the valley has kind of a special place. Yeah. Yeah. As at the some parts of, you know, the California state beaches mm-hmm. and in Hollywood, Beverly Hills. I mean... You can get a valley person, you know, guy or girl, to Hollywood, to Beverly Hills, yeah. to a club, to a concert, to shop. But, man, try getting someone from the other <laughs> side of the hill to the valley. <laughs> well, I, I know that. I, <laughs> it,
0: I, every time I read an L.A. Weekly, it just infuriates me, or any L.A. magazine.
2: Exactly. And, you know, if you... Look at an article. You search L.A. Weekly or Curbed L.A. Yeah. Valley relics. It'll date back to about 2013, <laughs> and it starts off with, "Yes, we're writing a story today on this." Uh, as you know, it the cesspool <laughs> strip mall, as we all agree, you know, no history, you know, type of thing. They even did one where, like, yes, there's a va- there's a museum coming to the Valley. Yeah. Admin goes, "Maybe we should go la and." <laughs> to a strip mall in the valley so it always stuck but then they then they actually write something decent yeah. but they have to let everyone know that
0: <laughs> <a public> hey <laughs> I want
2: you to read our article and I know you hate the valley as much as we do yeah. and that's kind of part of the motivation behind you know Valley Relics Museum is you know and most people that write about the valley are not from the valley let alone la yeah and they're interns from wisconsin (laughs) now i dated a girl from wisconsin you know what i mean and i have nothing but really good things to say about girls from wisconsin (laughs) but a lot of it you know is usually east coast midwest they come out they hear that like oh the valley's doo-doo you know and they somehow like their aunt lives in Reseda. (laughs) (laughs) and they somehow get off at like wide oak and then drive down wide oak to Reseda, and go i hate this place yeah. but they don't get it's to only exp- houses right <laughs> so you know I, I grew up in a place uh called sepulveda california mm-hmm. and sepulveda california um no longer exists yeah no longer <laughs> exists and it was over by the onion and the onion is um is right over by the veterans hospital it's mm-hmm. right off of uh near superior and aqueduct so you know right by the plumber area and it's shaped like an onion oh. and um They did the original acid test there. Jimi Hendrix played there. It's an amazing... Um, is that Where's De- where Devonshire Downs? So Devonshire Downs is right off of Zelza and Devonshire. Right. And, that makes uh, sense. <laughs> Newport 69 happened there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Devonshire Downs was where they held the San Fernando Valley Fair. And um, the San Fernando Valley Fair, they did a lot of different type of events, like the Factory of Nightmares, where Alice Cooper made an appearance, huh. Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Man. Creedence, Jethro Tull played. That's crazy. I actually have photos of that, which some of you might have seen on the Facebook page. I know people got mad that I posted... <laughs> (laughs) 30 photos at one time (laughs) I was asked nicely next time to put them into the new uh, 10 folders yeah but I really wanted more of the vibe to look on the page yeah. versus in a folder yeah. so and I do that once in a while so I just gave them the option to either block me or <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> history is beautiful yeah. and I think that when someone has that type of archive that you should just yeah. either present something better or don't complain but anyway I'm, i so the valley in general you know has a lot of history and a lot of people don't know about that history mm-hmm. and then a lot of us you know, start to see now with Allison Martino, which is a good friend of mine, yeah. doing Vintage LA. And then you have uh, April Leaf. She has Kids of the San Fernando Valley. And what we've done in Valley Relics is, um, Valley Relics being one of the, the grandfathers of taking uh, lost history, uh, history that's unappreciated, unknown history of such a melting pot of pop culture, such as the yeah. San Fernando Valley, and through social media over the years is promoting and what it has done, it has taken a very sore subject, like Panorama City, yeah. being the Beverly Hills of the Valley. And people go, what? <laughs> Panorama City? Absolutely. So you had, uh, back in the 50s, a gentleman that developed the Panorama City area. You had Phil-On, which was the uh, master Poe in the original David Carradine Kung Fu series that opened <laughs> a restaurant called Moongate. Then you had a Thrifties drugstore with a diner in the back. And then you had the Broadway department store across the street, you had Robinson's across the street, you had Orbox. so you had all these top tier department stores right in the middle of Panorama City. But of course, General Motors was a block away, which provided lots and lots of jobs. Then you had Lockheed down at the other end. So, you know, so you had Roscoe and Van Nuys and off of Van Nuys, you know, you had General Motors and then at the other end of Roscoe, you had Lockheed. (laughs) So two huge corporations providing thousands of jobs in the valley. That's why those streets are so wide, especially (laughs) Roscoe, was to get commuters and employees to and from once, uh, you know, the decline of... uh, Um, of these corporations leaving the valley due to whatever reason we won't get into because that's just that's just basically riling the racists um about why the valley is what it is Mm -hmm. but um you know that history people don't know that and when you just say panorama city like in a topic 20 years ago i don't know if you guys are familiar with a live journal so live journal was one of the first forums for kids where they could rant (laughs) and talk doo -doo about about their parents a lot of it was very it was very well it was like very emo driven it was very nerd emo driven and it was kind of like the beginning of like bands like saves the day and save ferris or uh uh, whatever you know it was very emo but you know early on with that whole movement you know i was posting about valley history and kids were like uh they made a camaro where my school is or where was their auto factory and those kids would become fascinated with like Mm. whoa check out this photo you know van nuys drive-in there's an elementary school there so when you start posting this stuff you're reaching out in a really healthy manner of like like i said you know forgotten history and it's not that old but through that social media came from live journal it was a great way to reach out and share something positive came myspace and then from myspace i was able to promote San Fernando Valley history there huh. then to Facebook so people go how do you have so many followers well since I'm old and I've been around for a while, <laughs> yeah, yeah. used to be able to add friends. Like in MySpace, you could add people. Yeah. Next thing you could add, if you sat there all day long, you could add 100,000 yeah, uh-huh. friends. Well, Facebook was the same way. Then they started changing it up where you know, it went from like only 5,000 friends and it went to a fan page and a group and a group yeah, and a fan. So, yeah. But anyway, um, the fact is that there's many different areas of the Valley that I find fascinating that has a lot of rich history. So I see things not to separate myself or make myself different from but I view the areas of the valley different than a lot of other people because I love the history of the valley, and I have so many photos and, yeah. and maps and books and history books, so I kind of drive down the street and I see everything in black and white. You know, <laughs> That's what this used to be, and that's what that used to be. So just to answer the question, I like to rant a lot, but um, Please do. I really love the valley, and, it, and yeah, it's not the same as it used to be, and it's very hard for you know, newcomers or people that aren't from here to see the rich history. And that's, you know, Intervalley Relics, (laughs) you know, Intervalley Relics Museum, that it's an attempt to try to cherish what we had and preserve what's left and tell that story. But it's got to start with some type of beginning. Mm -hmm. And so I started with postcards and then uh, annuals and then a couple of history books. And then I start to read and I go, oh, there was a town of Owensmouth. Where did that go? Oh, a town of Lancashire. Isn't that a street? No, there's a town of Lancashire just get swallowed up into bigger areas is that what happened right and then there was like the town of Girard which is now Girard. Woodland Hills so basically you know you know <laughs> Spaniards come over and they they look down you know where Sepulveda passes coming through the 405 of the gold nest and they look down one Spaniard says to another Spaniard look what we have found look what we have discovered and the guy goes no look there's some Native American yeah, yeah. Indians down people. there <laughs> and they're like yeah but the Native Indians they don't count they never stake their claim we discovered it. Oh, look, workers. I've got a
0: good name for that. <laughs> area. Right. Yeah.
2: We'll take their stuff and yeah. make some names up for them. But the truth of the matter is, is that um, even that history is, is, is really amazing yeah. in the valley. But that's kind of like the... the The main thing is like searching the Internet many years ago, not being able to find anything really on the Valley, any pop culture stuff, you know, such as um, BMX started in the Valley. The very humble beginnings Uh with the BMX tracks, such as the Teen Center over by Birmingham, over by Devonshire Downs was the Downs track in Silmar, Yarnell. These are the earliest BMX tracks based on the organized sport of BMX, which is now an Olympic sport. Now, to go a step farther, redline bicycles were designed and made in Northridge than Chatsworth. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about the high-end, old-school redline that kids raced on. Mongoose, you know, the owner... Uh, lived in Simi Valley, but he manufactured all the Moto Mags and all the Mongooses in Chatsworth. Same as Champion, Dan Gurney, Gary Littlejohn, Robinson. I mean, I can go on and on. So all those BMX bikes, all the granddaddies of BMX were all manufactured. I mean, they're a Southern California bike, but with the humble beginnings... The majority of it being in the valley, and yeah. then, of hmm. course, Southern California. So, when you look around the museum and you see all these. Be- yeah. like so a we, bunch we, we, of. We, <laughs> oh, we <laughs> had questions. I feel like we have questions a, about everything. We walked up, up to. Yeah. yeah, what's this? Yeah. What's this? What's yeah. this? What's yeah, so there's, you know, there's really, it's a Southern California pop culture. Yeah. And a lot of that experimentation and ideas and stuff happened in the valley, believe it or not. It's got to yeah. be the nuclear fallout. It has to yeah. be <laughs> that, yeah. And it
1: has to be the fact that the water starts here. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, that's a good point, you yeah. know, considering, you know, people go, where are you from? Like, I'm in new york and i go well uh you've heard of southern california right and they go yeah and i go in southern california there's like los angeles and then like los angeles county right and they're like yeah and then they're like you've heard of like northridge you mean like in the north northridge earthquake and i go exactly (laughs) i live in the fault line (laughs) right and then i'm like you heard of manson right they're like yeah chatsworth right and i'm Uh like Okay, so Southern California, <laughs> enter Los Angeles yeah. County, enter San Fernando Valley, and then people from Los Angeles, it's like, the water is in the valley. <laughs> Mulholland yeah. brought the, the water, water to, the, to valley. the valley. Owen's mouth. Uh, Owens okay, mouth. and That's where's right. the mission? In the valley. It's yeah. in the valley. It was one of the
1: first missions, right? Right.
0: I, I always feel weird, like if I have to put what city I live in, or what right. we're born yeah. in you know, Woodland Hills or Granada Hills or whatever, and I always feel weird <laughs> about, like, people aren't going to know I'm from Los Angeles <laughs> if I write Granada Hills. Mails is my address, right? and right. they don't. And they don't, and
1: no one never mails you anything. Yeah. right? Did someone call a cab?
0: <laughs> 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 we forgot to mention we're sitting in an airport right we now, which is why you're here. Um, really okay. That'll lead to well, our yeah,
1: second to our question, where? which is, where are we? And what was your previous location? We'll talk about that as well. Yeah,
2: yeah the previous location, uh, first location was in Chatsworth. Uh, with the well. <laughs> Yeah, right. That's exactly why I was there. Um, <laughs> Did you all know that? <laughs> at the time, someone said something like, if you open a museum, it needs to be somewhere where someone feels safe. And when I heard that, I'm like, yeah, we don't want to put it in that sore subject of Panorama City because people won't go. Yeah. And considering it's a museum, you kind of think a museum a lot of times and you think of old people. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that in you know derogatory, yeah. but nowadays like with the ice cream museum the museum of death it's, you have more of a millennial driven like as long things. as you can take a selfie yeah. you are now that's considered exactly. a museum <laughs> yeah. i just wanted to be in a safe place and the rent was cheap yeah that's and i was able to get in for a year and i stayed there five years yeah. i think in that curbed la article someone goes Look, a museum—finally, a museum for white people in the valley, mm-hmm. in a strip mall. Yet, probably won't be around longer than two years. <laughs> so, I made sure I was around for five, <laughs> just to get over that resentment. That's see, fine. it was longer than two. Okay. I win. But just that's all. It. it wasn't really any rhyme or reason. Yeah. I really love the fact that when you come over the 118 and you get to see, you know, where the cowboy western movies were made. Oh, yeah. you know, You know, Stony Point yeah. and all the rock formations. A beautiful area. Yeah. But Van Nuys. Western
0: movies were made. Yeah. 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 (laughs)
2: lots of all kinds good and bad from the Lone Ranger to Debbie does detox (laughs) was that episode of the Lone Ranger (laughs) it served its purpose Mm -hmm. but you know, Van Nuys, um well, we're actually in Lake Balboa. Not that they're going to ever call it Lake Balboa Airport, <laughs> but it's technically Lake Balboa, but it's um, central. It's right in the middle. So if you live anywhere in the valley, we're basically yeah, the in the center of our own <laughs> universe. No excuse. Yeah.
0: Is this, because whenever I would drive by on Balboa with my dad, he would always say they filmed the last scene from Casablanca there. And I always yes. thought he meant literally in this, like, right off Balboa. Are we sitting right where it happened? Yeah, it you're, you
2: actually filmed quite a few movies here yeah. uh, on this property. It's a historical property. I yeah. mean, the airport's been around since the 20s, mm-hmm. and it used to be called the Metropolitan Airport, right. and at some point, the landing strip went the opposite way. Right. How it goes from, like, let's say, north to south, south to north, it used to go from east to west somewhere in the 30s i think they changed it yeah. due to burbank well that's um, right right exactly it was probably a better idea to yeah. do it that way um, it's one of you know van Eyes is it's, it's we're on historical property we're in two beautiful brand new airplane hangers yeah. it's a unique space yes. we have a lot of large. as you can see things are f- really large here yeah so <laughs> i needed the warehouse and it's a great place mm-hmm. you outgrew um, the other one yeah yeah I'm, I'm already pretty much outgrown this one but you know <laughs> You'll be moving to Burbank Airport. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe uh, you know someone wants to that's hiding a bunch of property wants to just donate us, you know, (laughs) a couple of acres, build a ranch, yeah, Yeah, build a home for us, and we'll call it, you know, the whatever museum. Whoever's going to donate it, we'll just make it, you know, (laughs) Budweiser, John Wright's Valley Relics (laughs) Museum, or whatever. So, what do
0: you do here? I mean, you are everything.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, honestly. When I started posting on social media, I had a small collection of postcards, matchbooks, ashtrays, just some really random cool stuff Mm -hmm. that I was kind of collecting at a personal level. But as the history of the valley unfolded with all these these towns that were here that are gone and discovering how many cool celebrities lived here. Marilyn Monroe went to Van Nuys High School. She lived in Van Nuys. Robert Redford, John Elway from Granada Hills, the Warner Brothers Ranch. Joan Jett. Yeah, Joan (laughs) Jett. Harpo Marx, the Marx Brothers, Laurel and Hardy. I mean, I can go on. Bob Hope, Ben Crosby uh, yeah. cra- Ben Crosby Ben Crosby Matter of fact Who You know it's funny I did a tour here With some 6th graders mm-hmm. And I was sharing How the history Is getting lost And a lot of the kids I was saying That a lot of kids Aren't going to know About the valley history yeah. And the 6th grader goes Well my dad's born And raised here And so am I and I know a lot About valley history And he's like In the 6th grade And mm-hmm. I go Yeah And he goes Yeah He goes Ask me something and I go Alright Little smart aleck kid yeah. I go Who's Bob Hope <laughs> And he goes I know that question Right. And I go, OK, well, tell the <laughs> class there's like five teachers here and like 30 kids because yeah, it's an airport in Burbank. Uh, He's not, wrong. Yeah. He's not wrong. not wrong. Well, anymore, they're changing though. that. Yeah, <laughs> they're changing that.
0: Who's uh, Hollywood Airport? Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So this
0: sounds like the beginning of Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But, Bob um, Hope's claw, and you're going yeah.
2: So you know, for me, just you know, being born and raised here, I own a t-shirt printing company. It's quite large. I was working 16 hours a day, spending most of my days and hours, raising a family, working hard, building a business yeah. in the Valley that I needed. Uh, I don't smoke cigarettes, so I needed a cigarette. Right. Part of that <laughs> was hopping on the internet on my breaks yeah. or while I was working the second, third shift at my business, yeah. I would start looking for Valley history on the internet Just and randomly. I couldn't find it. Yeah. yeah. But you type in something of LA or yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> Any little
1: part of LA, <laughs> you can find a right. book on it. Yeah. And
2: <laughs> so I really believe that the Valley Relics Museum, believe it or not, it was the Valley Relics Online Museum and Vault. And back in you know tw- almost 20 years ago I had this little site called the Valley Relics Museum and it had postcards on it about 300 postcards mm-hmm. and a bunch of little ashtrays and relics and that's all it was and never intended on opening a museum yeah but I started reading and studying not to be a historian but at a fascination yeah. of like wow the layers of our history is massive like I had no idea that BMX started here mm-hmm. even though I did used to remember seeing the bike saying Chatsworth on him. (laughs) Coincidence. Uh, I didn't (laughs) realize that Marilyn Monroe went to Van Nuys, let alone Robert Redford. I didn't know that Mr. Hertz actually lived in West Hills and had his ranch there and raised thoroughbred horses. So what we know today as Hertz Rent-A-Car, the whole concept started on the East Coast, but his fame and success was right here locally. (laughs) Rent-A-Horse. You know, it just goes on and on. You know, uh, if anyone likes vinyl as in records, the amount of music, that was produced here, right. uh, made here, the venues that were here, such as the Palomino Club where Linda Ronstadt got her start and huh. people like Buck Owens and Johnny Cash make an appearance. Then you have the audio components for audio files. Uh, Morantz was made here, Superscope, Fisher, <laughs> Infinity was made and designed here, JBL, I can go on and on. <laughs> so you got BMX, you got the, the best of all best of audio yeah, equipment yeah. being made right here. Then you have BMX here and then you have like E.T. being filmed here, uh, oh, Bad oh, News yeah. Bear, You know, Karate Kid. Is that the
0: jersey? One of the jerseys. Those are
2: the. Those are from the movie. So I was getting tingly in front of it. I'm like, oh god, it. That's the real deal. That's so So great. So the kid that played Toby, David Stramoff, Uh his mom made a deal back in the mid to late '70s when they filmed that When They were done filming. Like that Tommy Martindale sign was. They filmed it in Mason Park, and that's (laughs) and those were actually the props from the movie that was. So you're seeing all original stuff here. There's nothing Fugazi here, (laughs) except no imitations. (laughs) There's probably one bike here that's a reproduction that was donated, and you wouldn't know the difference. But everything here it's 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 the real deal. Every sign. Every little thing that you see here has an attachment to Southern California Mm -hmm. pop culture. And and the whole thing with the Valley Relics, it's a way of people going, man, you really, dude, I love what you're doing, man. Like, you're really supporting the Valley and the Valley history. And I leave it alone. But what I'm really getting to is that it's Southern California pop culture because it started here. Think about this. Lockheed and Boeing making some of the best warplanes that defended the United States against the enemy. Mm -hmm. Satellite engines. Do you think that is just strictly local history? (laughs) Do you think 62 million Chevrolets is (laughs) is at just a local level? They all stayed in the city. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Our local history has a global outreach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, we Hey, we agree. Okay, so. so
1: you talked about this a, li- a little bit already, but let's just clarify a little bit more. What's this place's role in the city? LA and also the Valley.
2: Well, you know, I've just kind of appointed myself as someone that cares about our local history. Mm-hmm. And there there is... A handful of people that do, but you would never know that. Like, there's actually like the Owensmouth Historical Society, which is a small really? museum. Tarzana
0: Sam- has a little one too, don't they? Yeah,
2: they do. Exactly, uh, right? <laughs> I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then you have the uh, homestead, right, the Chatsworth yeah. Museum. There's a few little entities, but they don't really want to share. <laughs> their locations with other <laughs> museums <laughs> yeah. and I think because they feel that it's well it's our history but yeah. one's focusing on the Santa Monica Mountains they're friends of mine they do a great job mm-hmm. they don't really want to post too much on social media because they want people to come there and see it yeah. not understanding that like yeah. you have to entice people mm-hmm. they think very uh, and I don't mean this in any wrong way but very close minded yeah. um, like well it's our history and we've been here the longest you know so when you come up with ideas and concepts that have worked for the Valley Relics Museum yeah. by bringing thousands Thousands of people to a venue. They're like, yeah, but that's for young people. And I'm all, but I thought you wanted young people. (laughs) So I've just kind of taken initiative um, and created the Valley Relics Museum, which is a 501c3. It's a nonprofit Mm -hmm. going back to cherishing what we had and preserving what's left. And we've been able to preserve quite a bit of local history. Basically, uh, I encourage the community and help change their attitude From people that moved to New York or Mm -hmm. people that have moved to Poland Um, I've had people call me and I mean you know shoot me an email and going who are you but I really really hated the valley I left in 1980 it became a crap hole so they went to Poland yeah and I'm never coming back but you know seeing your blog or seeing your website or being on Facebook Mm -hmm. it makes me really appreciate me growing up there and I wouldn't change it for anything in the world and it's kind of giving yeah, me a different yeah. attitude and that's been really the great success behind Valley Relics Museum yeah. is that I read something a long time ago that it's not the size of a museum it's the subject yeah. and that's why a lot of small museums do really well mm-hmm. there was one instance where a guy that had a lot of money somewhere up north or in the Midwest, I decided to collect really extremely large plowing equipment. And from the 1800s and 1700s and early 1900s, and, you know, somehow bought 20 acres and built a, you know, million dollar metal barn and put all these, you know, all these plows, right? And made this really great, beautiful grounds, but no one showed up. (laughs) I I can't imagine. You know, there was just no interest. So Here's a guy with money, the property. not you It know, was a little bit off the beating path, which yeah, makes yeah, great yeah. for museum goers because we like to be adventurous, uh-huh, yeah. but there was really no interest. So I always kept that in mind that it's more of the subject. Mm-hmm. And if the subject's interesting, which I believe pop culture is because we can all talk about it. You, yeah. you might go, oh, I heard about it. I heard my dad talking about yeah. that. But there could still be a conversation. That's how so. I'm, I'm wearing the Pioneer Chicken shirt
1: right now because I grew up in Echo Park by the Pioneer Chicken down there. And this is my most popular shirt. Like <laughs> Everywhere I go, I get stopped by so somebody like there was a Pioneer Chicken where I grew up and it just <laughs> how a conversation do you know about that yeah. if they're still around yeah and they yeah. always ask stuff like that and it's such a good conversation yeah. starter yeah, yeah. Well,
0: that's what we were saying it's co- really cool to see like the old historic photos and stuff like that but then coming in this room and like for me seeing the nacho sign is great and the family fun arcade and just these things are so exciting to yeah. see and, here
2: well you know it's even really interesting is when someone sees the Palomino sign mm-hmm. that went up in like 1949 <laughs> well it opened in 49 the sign probably went up in the early 50s. And I leave things as I yeah. rescue them. Though a lot of this stuff has been gone for, you know, it family fun a little bit more recently, but that sign's over 40 years old. It <laughs> yeah. opened up 40 years ago. So to yeah. have the original sign, Drexler, uh, Della contestant, the uh, kosher that's meets. That's <laughs> from 58. And she was, uh, Miss Drexler opened up her deli in the late 50s she was a holocaust survivor so here you have a person that survived the holocaust and a woman Mm -hmm. and you had cantors the fairfax district you had all these jewish families on the other side of the hill and yet she had the balls to (laughs) open up a deli contestant a she's jewish Uh b she's a woman and then c where you know a lot of the Jews were going yeah. was to the Fairfax district mm-hmm. and for her to take that risk yeah. and make that her home and become so successful has made that sign a piece of Jewish history in the valley and has a huge historical significance to the Jewish community I know this because the Jewish historical society told me so (laughs) (laughs) you know but those are all important aspects for like I said I mean she took a big risk being I mean women in business in the 50s Mm -hmm. any woman and then being Jewish and then oh, wow. being a Holocaust survivor—it's some huge stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you know, all these things are important. But to answer your question, it was just—you know—my connection was get the support from the community. I've had calls from the city. Go, why don't you ever reach out to us for help? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, They're busy. I, I, right. <laughs> so
0: how do you like? Where where do you get these things? Because like I, I remember I, I, yeah, when ahead. Nachos closed. So
2: uh, I've spent so many years restoring and collecting and gathering, finding the stuff in backyards, mm. abandoned. That over the years, that I've built a reputation. The owners were so harassed by the community. That's going to Valley Relics Museum, right? Wow. That's, yeah. going Relic yeah. Museum, right? That's going to Valley Relics <laughs> Museum, right? That's going to Valley Relics Museum, right? The guy goes, hey, dude, I don't know who you are, but can you come get the sign? Because they won't leave me alone. You know, Tiffany Theater, I got. I was uh, talking with Allison Martine. She's like, oh, my God, Tiffany Theater, they're tearing it down. I'm going, well, let me rescue it. She yeah. goes, what? And I go, I can rescue that. She goes, Really? And I go, yeah. She's like, let me be there. Let me film it. I'm like, all right. So we went down there. The guy basically threw us off the property, said he'd break my neck. Cool, okay. And <laughs> then I went over to the city and said, hey, can I get a Mr. permit to Tiffany. remove the Tiffany Theater? They're like, you would do that? I go, yeah, on my dime. They're like, here's a permit, free, no charge. Go get it. Went back to the site. And the guy goes, the guy wanted to kill me because uh-huh. he thought I was going to interfere. He goes, you got 24 hours to remove the sign. All right. it's so it's what we do. We're out there keeping an eye yep. on on Why? not just valley. Why wouldn't he want you to have it then? <laughs> um, people don't care because they feel that you're going to. enter. I mean, technically, I could have said that's Indian burial grounds. Oh. I could have said that's historical value. A yeah. lot of people trying to save buildings now. I could have put a wrench in a billion-dollar project. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. So that's you know a lot. We know. <laughs> yeah. So from yard sales to talking right. to business owners yeah. to going to abandoned businesses and getting hold of property owners. Through websites such as Property Shark and other ways of finding out where people live, I knock on doors and go, "Hi, I'm Tom from Valley Relics." They're like, "Who?" Uh-huh. They're like, "Don't you own the sign on Lancashire? That building?" They're like, "How did you get my information?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, I just want to save the sign. I'll give you a tax write-off." Oh, in that case, come uh-huh. on. <laughs> True stories. You're doing so, a great job. Yeah, so yeah.
0: I, lo- I love that the, this all started. You just liked collecting things, and it grew and grew into this, yeah, this is the no perfect idea. way it to start, start. Grow and yeah. like a
2: grow legs, like it's a yeah. caterpillar. Yeah. yeah.
0: So our next question here: What's the most important thing here, in your opinion? All of it.
2: <laughs> all as a of it the collection <laughs> well you know it's kind of like going okay guys uh, we took a trip to California uh, we got to get uh you know back up to Utah we all drove here we have very little money but if we were to lose one thing on the car that we have to throw out would it be the steering wheel the front tire or the motor pick one I think they're all important yeah <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. so when people say that each thing has a story each thing was a struggle to get each there's the things that I thought were gonna be hard to get were easy and the things that I thought were gonna be easy were hard. Yeah. A lot of this stuff has, you know, taken a lot of time yeah. and money to restore it. Right. Like sometimes people donate the Tiffany Theater sign, but I had to pay the crane guy. No. And then after I pay the crane guy, then I have to, you know, I get one volunteer, but I need two additional people that don't want to show up unless they get paid. Right. Then I need to transport it. And then I need to get it and store it somewhere. Then we have it. Now it's been ripped off a building and its electronics are left yeah. behind because it's impossible to take with you. Yeah. So now you got to restore it and get it lit back up but again. And you got to call the crane guy to put it back up. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and you know, people like free stuff but there's a whole thing to you know people don't realize the amount of money but it's very cool we don't have a lot of we had california has a very young history Mm -hmm. but based on you know california and the valley it's important to try and save this stuff and and let it tell a story and um i think it's worth saving and i think over the years the community has seen that like, look, we need some of our culture back yeah. and we need to tell that story. It's yeah. Good we need to,
0: yeah, You stopped the bleeding of all that. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. And making a name for ourselves and making the valley cool. Now they're yeah. making. And I really feel like 20 years ago when I kept pushing and pushing and <laughs> all of a sudden before the only thing you could find on the valley, even someone making an 818 shirt was yeah. not even <laughs> non-existent. You know, that putting a little pride back into our history and, um, you know, and all of a sudden now there's, you know, kids from the Valley and people that used to live in the Valley Mm -hmm. and there's a thousand blogs and Facebook pages and groups and things talking about the Valley. But I'll tell you, it wasn't that way when I started. And I feel like I was the one of one of the very few that really pushed to kind of make it a conversation piece again, to make it where, yeah, the Valley, yeah, it's not what it used to be, but it used to be cool. (laughs) I love the Valley. I'm proud to be a, you know, have my t-shirt business in the valley, employ a hundred people in the valley to have a museum where thousands of people have come yeah. at the last location, paying my taxes here, shopping here, <laughs> buying here. Yeah. And, you know, they were slowly healing. There's a lot of cool stuff going up, such yeah. as like um, the NoHo Arts District. Yeah. They made some nightlife there. They yeah. got theaters there. Part. They yeah. got acting classes, dance studios. It's a lot better than it was 20 years ago <laughs> with just run by homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against homeless people. Yeah. I mean, I was homeless for a while until mm-hmm. I started the museum and started making millions of dollars by <laughs> taking everyone's money. Mu- no. uh,
0: Selling Tiffany sign Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. No money in museum. That's a, that is, that is a kind of a lose lose. Yeah. If you break even, if you can break even doing a museum at any level, you're golden. Yeah, great. That's good to S- know. Speaking
0: of break, has anything broken <laughs> on like bringing something over? Jinxing this part, <laughs> um, Everything's gonna know. You know yeah. what? We're
2: pretty good about moving stuff. Only one incident where a guy, came to the museum probably six months ago with his girlfriend and kind of showing off he was on a date probably a little drunk reached over the rope and grabbed uh tried to grab the cigar out of manny mo and jack's mouth (laughs) you know the cigar smoker of the three and um, he Mm -hmm. tried to pull the cigar out and it's actually from the 60s and it's fiberglass and it's a very rare extremely rare piece yeah. so he tried to pull it out to put it in his mouth and then he tried to pull on it and I think he tripped and he broke it oh off God. the next day I didn't know it was broken on Saturday towards the end of the day but when I came in the following Saturday I reviewed the camera and I remember who the guy was He mm-hmm. was kind of loud and trying to show off this to his girlfriend yeah. so he kind of leaned over and then it broke out of his hand because he lost his balance he threw it on the ground and then continued to walk around like Ooh. nothing happened <laughs> but that's probably Probably. My brother-in-law, he kicked the neon once by accident. Thank God we do neon in-house. Um, but really, not any, I mean, you know, S- knock on neon, but not too many. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. Please don't do that. Uh, so you repair neon here Well just in case? Well, our board, like, so the guy that hangs the signs is part of our group. This is similar to the last question, so you might have the same answer. What's your favorite thing here? I think that after collecting some ashtrays and some yearbooks and some postcards, the White Horse Inn was... A destination for me as a kid, living down the street, we'd ride our bikes there. So we knew, like, okay, we're gonna like get up Saturday morning and we're gonna hit our first stop, which would be the White Horse Inn. And next store to the right, Horse Inn, was Wagon Wheel Liquor. They actually they actually called it Wagon Wheel Liquors. <laughs> That's what they called it even way back then. Yeah. Wagon Wheel Liquors. <laughs> that was probably the very first big object i ever got like sign yeah and i th- right yeah and i thought when i drove by people don't realize like even with that nachos when you drive by oh what a cute sign i'd love to put that in my bedroom <laughs> yeah and I you don't no idea how big r- right <laughs> yeah. when the yeah, tiffany theater it. i that actually spanned a whole city block oh the letters God. were stretched probably eight feet spacing in between them with neon around it so I've condensed it into right. 60 feet but that thing you know was yeah. huge so the white horse was probably the first thing where I got up on a ladder and I got up and I go oh my god <laughs> this thing is huge yeah. so I needed a crane I got the permission you type gotta thing pay the crane guy. Yeah. and that yeah. was the first like big score so right. that's kind of like the first thing that really kind of set me to going I can do this yeah, yeah. yeah. you know yes. what I mean like I can do this like I can save things like Not just uh, ashtrays that come from, you know, some guy in North Carolina (laughs) via eBay. That has a a big, you know, special place in my heart. The Palomino, too, because Mm -hmm. it was so iconic. And then the BMX bike, and then I go on and on. (laughs) But but probably the White Horse (laughs) Inn and the Palomino, of course. Um, There's just so many things. They all have a story, like I was saying. Where was the White Horse Inn at, just Uh, It was right off of Roscoe and White Oak. It opened up in 1958. Mm -hmm. It was a high-end restaurant back in the 50s the valley was still very rural, believe it or not. The sign was very high up, so it lit up. You didn't have a lot of McMansions Mm -hmm. blocking its view. Still a lot of ranch property, so you did have a few places along Ventura Boulevard, but as far as being in the center of the valley, that was a place to get like lobster and steak. (laughs) and (laughs) What better place than the center of the valley? (laughs) Right, and a lot of famous people went there. It opened, like I said, around 57, 58. It closed right around 1997. You know, sometimes in, in life, things have a good reputation and then when it changes hands like certain restaurants and stores you're like oh I used to love that place but someone bought it and like the food's terrible I can tell you for the 17 years, 18, 19, 20 years on social media. Not one person has (laughs) ever talked bad about the white horse. And you can't catch it. Now, Valley Ranch opened up like in the 70s. And it was like a Valley favorite, Valley Ranch barbecue. And for like 15 years, like that was the bomb. But then they sold it to somebody. And within a year or two, all you got on Facebook, I love that place. I love that place. But I moved out of the Valley in 86. I love that place. Then you hit... 30 of these used to be good oh, till yeah. the new owners ruined it then the food was horrible and it was hot and it, it just sucked and there's like a whole like you know yeah. rant about how terrible it was but my experience was always good there but the uh white horse inn i gotta tell you something you're just no i mean how often when the brown derby is talked about yeah. do you hear someone go the brown derby food was horrible <laughs> never right never. you never hear someone go you know that was the worst place in the San Fr- yeah. i mean no, that was the worst place in la it just maintains this like integrity hmm. long after it's gone yeah and so that's how the white horse in is so that's that's probably got the most right. significance <laughs>
0: okay. what would you say la would be like without this place or the valley in particular? a hundred percent
2: you know the valley is um
0: <laughs> an elephant just
2: walked yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually that's bob ream blowing his nose <laughs> i knew he was going to somehow try to ruin the interview <laughs> <laughs> um, that savage, um, I guess. the valley has was Pretty much, I think, at one point, number two in the nation in manufacturing, yeah. and especially in aerospace industry. In the world, the amount of revenue to this day created by the Valley goes to L.A. Mm-hmm. Then it's supposed, right. some of it's supposed to come back, which a lot of times it doesn't. The reason why the Valley has tried to separate itself from L.A. many times and it won't happen, it's not because, as you know, they don't like us. <laughs> of course they don't like us. But they don't want to lose their revenue. Yeah. And uh, I believe they said that if the valley was to separate itself from L.A., we would be like the third yeah, I heard largest like city in the nation. Yeah. It's that big. But the amount of revenue that we create, you know, for California, for Los Angeles County is huge. And they don't want to lose that. Yeah. Now a lot of the community, like uh, our council members and neighborhood councils, are really fighting to get some of that money back where it belongs. Because it goes to them, it's like anything, it's a partnership. We create the revenue, we have to pay those dues, fees, taxes, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It gets divvied up, and then a percentage comes back to us, and that's how we, and a lot of it we never see again, like it's allotted for the Valley for example like water storage for the rain yeah. you know that money was allotted years ago and that was that never happened yeah. we have people out there finally fighting but you know you have Warner Center Woodland Hills Porter Ranch Granada Hills very beautiful communities Encino Tarzana yeah. Studio City and uh, a lot of the stuff in the middle suffers but yeah, now but <laughs> now what's happening like with Valley Village you know right. people who are moving north of the boulevard and making beautiful million-dollar homes the smaller homes into their million dollar beautiful homes and not always you know they're taking historical homes so the valley's slowly healing and i really believe that and
0: And this place could sort it's like almost like the rallying point of like this this whole area matters and this is kind of a a temple to that i mean
2: man you see how many uh different movies have been made here and now movies on the valley Mm -hmm. and valley girl and this and that now a lot of regular movies that are being filmed (laughs) i saw something on uh, i think netflix and it has to do with um card reading and it was all made about the. I forget. It was a short-lived series. But it was like a husband and wife, and he oh. reads tarot cards, and she's also like a gypsy, and they got you know. A, a, I remember that. Count. It was really, it was really, was. really good. But it was all filmed in the valley. It was like great. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tarantino just did his deal, and yeah. that's all about the valley. Yeah, I kept seeing
0: he, every weekend like uh, this part of Burbank is all turned back yeah. to the to well, the 70s. Well, this is what fiction.
2: happened. Was so I'm friends with Tarantino, and one day he came to the well, museum <laughs> and goes, "I really love this place," and I told him all my experience and growing up in the valley and all about all these places and he stole what was out of my brain and made a movie out
0: of it. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna sue Quentin him. That's a baby elephant just walked in. <laughs>
2: okay, so what's the strangest thing that's ever happened here or the last location? Literally at the last location we have a mannequin the mannequin is pretty well built, and it had a, a uniform on from a military school that was in Woodland Hills. I put the mannequin together myself, and people walked by it. But uh, I got an alert because we have lots of cameras and security bells and whistles. And exactly 3.33 in the morning, the mannequin completely just... Okay, there's no train tracks by there, no heavy trucks. Right. And it's um, when you have a cement foundation... <laughs> and you hear the airplanes landing and everything, you don't feel anything shake here yeah. at all. You don't feel anything shake. So it's not like living in a house that has yeah. wood floorboards and carpet. By the ra- railroad tracks, you kind of feel a little bit yeah. of this going on, little tremor. So. Th- very stable ground and I've literally put the mannequin back up and tried pushing over it's impossible (laughs) I mean if you drop kicked it but just to randomly fall in the middle of the night at 3.33 in the morning a.m. it just fell over it woke me up because it alerted me that there's movement the alarm company called it said there's movement in the lobby (laughs) and I rewind it and the mechanic the mechanic the mechanic well (laughs) he's a mechanic (laughs) the the mechanical mannequin (laughs) but the mannequin literally just slowly just slowly just slowly and then falls forward. And everything. I posted it on Facebook.
0: <laughs> and you can see it. I want to watch everything about this video. A mannequin that falls over at 3.33 in the morning, everything about everything. it is scary. Or something yeah. like that, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, it was it was late at night. Nothing else fell over. There was That's no earthquakes. Weird. and earthquake. I mean, nothing else fell over. Yeah. So it was pretty scary. That was kind of weird. That's and then weird. we've had a couple of um, poltergeist-type people come here and do their whole... Poltergeist. Yeah. yeah. They're reading the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just say there's a lot, of definitely a lot. Of, I mean, you got to... I mean, think of... All the rare documents, the old pocket watches, tools, wrenches, cars, bikes. Some of this stuff is 100 years old, 200 years old. And to think that there's no type of... Spiritual residue or energy left in it. I mean, how many people walk through the doors of just that Pioneer chicken alone?
0: (laughs) (laughs) How many chickens suffered for that that sign?
2: That's that's good. That's a good point. What is that bell, by the way? There's an old-looking bell over here. So there was 36 of them at the promenade, which they refer to as the Robinson Bells. And the Robinson's bells were actually um, designed from the Liberty Bell. The gentleman went to the actual Liberty Bell, measured it, and basically photographed it, and he reproduced them. And they went up... In the Robinson locations in Newport, Thousand Oaks, the Promenade on Topanga near Irwin, which was the Promenade that's still there, that's empty, and um, one other location, and they were all built by uh, Bullock's Wilshire, oh, okay. and uh, they went up in the '70s. And but they were actually, believe it or not, made by a Valley guy in Northridge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the original Liberty Bell was yeah. made by the Valley guy, also. And I
2: met the guy. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> pretty neat.
0: So, what's this place's best kept secret? Me. <laughs> you're not supposed uh, to be on the record right now right um, probably,
2: <laughs> probably my wife and my son you know without them I couldn't you know they allow me to navigate right. and like my son's in there he's working yeah. on mm-hmm. helping Family with outside. the sign he's yeah. the one that helps with the website and booking of the locations and getting back to people and he, he's able to like listen and it's like we all have ideas and yeah. it's nice to be able to find someone like hey I want to do this design and sit down with someone that really not like okay I'm not getting what I want out of this guy yeah. it <laughs> kind of looks like what I want Yeah. so he's really 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 good about getting me what I need and then my wife being able in the background to be able to handle the financials like I can generate the money but to be able to actually disperse it properly right, and making yeah. sure things stay balanced raise my kids <laughs> while I'm out rescuing a sign <laughs> <laughs> um, there's so much like the nudie car the nudie yeah. mobile it's a $400,000 car oh there's a lot of people know it's here a lot of people don't know it's here it's a $400,000 car one of his earliest works yeah, it's um, beautiful. protects you know, <laughs> itself with all the guns that <laughs> <they're Yeah. on. laughs> there's just some little bits of, of amazing pieces like my brother's barbecue that big cow up there it's yeah. signed by Kevin McGuire and family but that opened in 58 it's part of Woodland Hills history um it's a you beautiful know cow um, <laughs> there's so much I mean you get to see a sneak peek mm-hmm. but we have a lot of really cool stuff and then you're gonna go oh I had no idea yeah. so when you see like how Encino was built it talks about William H Hayes was a gentleman that back in the 20s was uh, selling real estate and he worked for a gentleman and he decided that he wanted to start buying real estate and flipping it so he uh, He broke away and started, you know, buying property, was still a real estate agent, but he bought a place over in Hollywood, felt it for him and his wife because he was doing well in the real estate business in the twenties and realized that his little mansion was, um, on a big piece of property was a little too hot and wanted to move a little bit closer towards Santa Monica. So he sold the home and a lady bought it and she called it the Garden of Allah. And the Garden of Allah was built by William H. Hayes. Now, William H. Hayes was one of the first developers that developed Encino (laughs) and the track homes in Encino. They even named a street after him. Havenhurst oh, okay. and that's why it's named or spelt funny but it's Hayes okay. so not uh-huh. Haynes but like William H. Hayes so it's hey. Havenhurst yeah. and the reason why it's spelt that way because it was kind of named after William H. Hayes okay a lot of his track homes in the city of Encino I have his ledgers his documents hmm pictures of the mansions that he built i think those things are really important i have ledgers from the prince family that actually helped develop the town of Lancashire in the 1800s wow. built the first sidewalk the first brick and mortar <laughs> building there you know i have their ledgers their diaries i mean stuff that dates way far back did
1: you go looking for that stuff or that people bring that to you I look for it. So
2: basically, I'm I'm the guy that has pulled all this together. Mm -hmm. And then after doing that for about 15 years, someone calls me and says, hey, nachos sign. We want you to have it. With Ralph, he was hiding from me. He knew I wanted the sign. (laughs) And he wanted to sell it, but I wanted it. So I gave him a little bit of money for the sign. Then he donated. This is what's funny with Ralph. He pretty much donated the sign. He gave it to me for a few hundred bucks. He goes, I just need the money. And I know you're a museum. And I felt bad charging. I go, I don't want to go to Las Vegas. He goes, I'll "I'll tell you what, buy the sign. I did. And then he goes, but then I'll bring you like thirty thousand dollars worth of pinball machines. I'm like, sure, <laughs> five hundred bucks for a sign. Bring thirty grand with it.
0: We ran out of room on the original recorder. We're gonna finish it up on the iPhone. So, when's the best time to come here when we reopen?
2: Our grand opening is November seventeenth, two thousand eighteen from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. You can go to www.valleyrelicsmuseum.org for times uh, throughout the week.
0: Uh, where should you park to come here?
2: So we're located at 7900 Balboa Boulevard in Lake Balboa. The entrance is off, even though it's 7900, yeah. enter off of Stagg Street. It's right around the corner. You can park anywhere in the parking lot at 7900 Balboa Boulevard, and then you can just take a very small walk yeah. around the corner, or you can pull in right off of Stagg Street, and there's plenty of parking right in front of the museum.
1: What's the best place to eat around here?
2: The best place to eat around here, I would say El Indio's. It's a Mexican uh, restaurant. It's like a walk-up window. It's been there for about 40 years, and that's where I used to go. I love that place. Oh, five guys <laughs> that's new that's new so i'm having fun with that one um the original tommy's mm. is about a five minute drive right. right off the 405 and roscoe near budweiser. yeah right near budweiser you can smell the hops and then have a have a burger well cool
0: thank that's you all we have thanks for doing this yeah, thanks thank you you so much. we yeah. love hanging around here thank you thank you, thank you. <laughs>